three, two, one. Welcome to Banter, episode 12. I'm Rohan Anand. I'm joined with Matt Gregg. And we also have a new friend of ours named Timmy. Timmy, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Well, I can't say that I've been better, nor have I been worse. Matt, I'm going to punch it over to you. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. Nothing like a good, confusing answer there, Rohan. (laughs) Thanks. For those who can't see Matt, which you obviously can't since we ripped this on audio, he has a man bun right now. For the very first time, Banter has a bun, and he's wearing a friend of the pod shirt. I I love your look, Matt. You look amazing. I just went full liberal, you know, just, 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 just liberal dude. Yeah. Just well, it's liberal a great white thing that, guy. And it's a great thing that since the last episode we recorded, which, uh, apologies, was in May 2020, and uh, it took us about seven months to upload it. Um, yeah, but when's the but last time there? we fucking released two episodes in one week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? This is the first. Um, but let's call this banter season 2.2? I don't know. Um And what we can say, too, is that since our last recording, we are looking forward to the Trexit, otherwise known as Donald Trump's exit. And as you guys know, Banter Podcast is obviously a very anti-MAGA, anti-good old boys, which sounds like a, um, you know, group of of gay guys, I know, Uh, or, uh, you know, Lindsey Graham, all the other things. And uh, thankfully, Timmy passed the test. We know that Timmy is just as much of a warrior as the rest of us is. Yeah, I mean, are, seriously, so. make America great again. It was already the greatest. I mean, what was the point? So mm-hmm. I never, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why, like, you know, Biden Harris is saying, like, restore to greatness or something like that. It's just kind of like, well, I mean, yeah, let's just. He, he's the only president to bring Hamilton to Disney. Plus, so we do have to give credit where credit's due, I suppose. <laughs> that was that was a joke. Yeah. Did not land for Rohan. When it it doesn't land, we'll just look at the bun. (laughs) I'll just, I'll just shame Just lean down a little, yeah. (laughs) Now, the good thing about that man bun, Matt, is that when COVID is over, whenever it's over, you can be out in public and a fly can land on your forehead (laughs) while you're like, you know, at a wedding or performing and, you know, all that. And I also drive the Prius. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so therefore I, you know how much more liberal can you get I, uh, <laughs> and I, I i i don't i yeah i i've picked it you know i don't know i don't know well i Where's personally it think it looks good so <laughs> thanks thank you so I, I have to ask both of you, and um, this will also give our listeners a little bit more color on, on Timmy and his background and why he's joining us at, uh, on Banter, is uh, Timmy has a very deep musical background himself. He and I have connected in Chicago. He is a friend that I met at Bobby Loves, which is one of my favorite bars in the city. Uh, it's in the historic it's Boys the best, Town neighborhood. It's the best bar in the city. Yes, it, it has outtaken, uh, yeah, it, it has overtaken, I should say, the uh, hang-up as my favorite place to go. Wait, Dad, um, and I, what city, Rohan? In Chicago, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Matt's basically a, a Chicago uh, second city, huh? no pun intended. This is I'm your sem- second I'm city. I'm a semi-annual guy. 
Matt came to Chicago, BC before COVID uh, back in February 2020 and bought our crew with us. Shout out to Shad, Lorelai, and Tiffany. We all went to Bobby Loves and I showed them the magic of that place because it was like bringing the best of the worlds together. Timmy, who uh, basically has always managed the karaoke at That's Bobby what I meant Loves. To me. Yeah. Yeah. February. Yeah. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, there's this kind of beautiful uh, blending of energies. We had, you know, Shad, who's from the Idaho area, you know, uh, you know, bonding with Timmy, who's from, you know, the Northwest originally. And, and then, you know, of course, getting that uh, showcase, Matt and, and, and Lorelai's singing abilities. It, it was just this wonderful, wonderful, um, you know, mixing of worlds. So, you know, Timmy, obviously having this really talented background also did a really cool thing after the shutdown started happening, which is he continued the Bobby Loves karaoke space uh, via Zoom and used it as a virtual tip jar to fundraise for all the bartenders uh, that were laid off uh, or furloughed rather because of it. So Timmy, not only just an amazingly talented guy, but a guy with a huge fucking heart. Timmy, thank you for being here and for joining us. We love having you here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. yeah, that that you know because it made sense. You know, I know I obviously know how to use Zoom, and so it was it was a good hybrid way of keeping people you know connected to something that uh, uh, made life or made their life before COVID, and you know trying to help not not just raise money for the bartenders. I mean that was that was uh, you know that was a group idea. You know, we wanted to make sure that they kept getting paid while, while there was all those difficulties with unemployment, but, but also for our regulars, you know, the people that I would send invite to for, for karaoke in the bar, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, trying to, to help them acclimate to the, to what was going on. And I, I, I was fortunate enough to keep my day job. So, uh, you know, it gave me that outlet that I was used to after work and so it, it seemed very natural, but you know, a lot of people yeah. were stuck at home, yeah. at least they could have that to look forward to. And so it was a good time. It was a good time. But when the bar opened, obviously we stopped, we didn't want to compete, compete with the bar work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Reopened. Yeah. And there's so much to say though, uh, for your dedication to keeping it alive, because it wasn't like it was just once or twice or three times. You literally started it right as lockdown began at the end of March and you carried it all the way through the summer until the bar could reopen safely. I mean, literally weekly. And as you mentioned previously, when you would have events that you would invite people to at the, at the bar that were themed, like whether it be an 80s night or a Halloween themed night, you continued that on the Facebook invites, which was really neat because I think that also not only cultivated engagement, at least for people like me, but it also kind of gave people something to look forward to mm -hmm. um, and get to showcase the talent of so many different people. We had people join in from Seattle, I remember. And uh, one time I was actually quarantining in Texas for a little bit and <laughs> Matt, Lorelai, Shad, Tiffany and I uh, were in a hot tub Oh, that sounds like we weren't really socially social distancing, <laughs> but we were, we promise. And we had the camera away in Lorelai and Matt and I uh, virtually did karaoke from 800 miles away to uh, Rain On Me by Lady Gaga, which I think was kind of weird, but everyone oh, yeah. sort of leaned into it. So yeah, it was a yeah. cool space, Timmy. It was entertaining. Uh, that that was yes i do remember that night it was entertaining i was actually up north we we escaped up uh to some friends uh lake cabin and oh wow uh, yeah so we were able to get out of the city and and try to uh 
to breathe a little but um that was very very entertaining night i was trashed (laughs) (laughs) but when you guys but i I still remember yes i know (laughs) it was fun it was fun we actually you know had someone on the other side of the planet once or twice that joined the show some weird chick on facebook who uh is from i think sweden and she would get on and the re- the way she found it was she was doing like a search for online karaoke via facebook and so the invites were all tagged obviously karaoke so one of the only shows on this side of the planet was actually what we were doing on saturday nights that's so amazing. she would she would log in and it was awful. You could tell that she wanted to <laughs> no, no. Well, 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 you know, let, let me be fair to her. I could tell that she was like a professional karaoke singer, you know, and she was like desperate to do something if she couldn't at home. And um, but the connection oh, uh, no. you know, over Zoom was awful so you know it'd be like on for a few seconds and it'd be off oh Oh, thank god i thought you meant she was just just a bad singer bless her heart i was like no she was very very weird she was kind of you know one of those those really intense karaoke singers that gets up there and they're you know holding the mic really you know right but it's but, it's funny how it's like truly a place of non-judgment though, because it's also like you're never gonna see her again. Like and you're never <laughs> gonna see her in person. <laughs> Sorry to be interrupted. What if you did? No. <laughs> it's true. Wait, wait, you... But that's what you see in the bar anyway, right? Like when the bar was open, that's what you would see. You would see hot messes sometimes come in like me and try to sing and do a really shitty job and, and like you know, it's no judgment. And even the times that I would do it on on Zoom and it like fucked up or I just didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I think there was one guy, he's like, hey, that's what karaoke is all about. Hot messes coming together and having fun. And I'm like, really? That is that is true. Oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You know, half the at least half the entertainment is the worst singers. So Timmy, you've got to get you've got to have like a top ten of like what are the top five songs you think people sing? Oh gosh, because um, I'm oh, sure there's one, those ones that you just fucking hate to hear because you've just oh, heard them so many there's damn a, times. There's a top ten list actually that circulates out there that do uh, do not sing songs. Um, but I'd say you know to answer your first question, like "Don't Stop Believing," you know. Oh Jesus, a big one. Uh, like a prayer, Madonna. Living on a prayer, Bon Jovi is another big one um very religious themes going on here Oof. gosh um uh sweet caroline oh my gosh no i hear that song mm. one more time um yeah but there's songs that you're you, you they, they they don't want you to sing like um like one that i try to pretend isn't in the book when people put it in is um paradise by the dashboard lights by meatloaf Oh God! Like nine yes, minutes long, <laughs> and it's never performed well. No, not at all. <laughs> not even by Meatloaf. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, I, I I was just curious, just because I'm sure over the years that you've done it, there's just got to be like those fucking songs, like because uh, like yeah. I I I sing. I, I we do live 
acoustic shows and like a lot of the songs that I don't ever want to play again are those exact songs. It's like people have mm. five songs. They, I, I would love to see what like an average playlist look like if everyone in America had Spotify. Cause I guarantee you mm. it would be those five songs. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because on earlier episodes of banter, Timmy, um, Matt and I talked about like the songs that were murdered in college for us. And you went to Michigan State, I know. So you went to a big school that had a lot of bars in the area and like drunk college girls that would try to sing into the microphone and they basically would do it at bars. They would do it everywhere, dorm parties. And they would shout. And it was like Cascada every time we touched was one of them. Certainly, no, it was um, no, it was Barbie Girl by Aqualung. Oh yeah, Barbie Girl. Yeah, that's another one. Um, but there was there are a couple others for for me. Like there was also like Living on a Prayer. Clearly, I thought for a long time that Journey was ruined for me. Journey, like literally the Don't Stop Believing. Like um, that took some time to recover from. Uh, obviously, any Bon Jovi, but I was like, oh no, like these songs were just trampled on. But I'm sure that as a bartender, or sorry, not a bartender, but as a, a karaoke person, that must be exhausting. Like, what do you do? Do you just like tune out, check your phone? Do you tee up a song for you to sing? Do you need more drinks just to like you know, get through it? Like, Matai, what do, what do you do? What is the, what is the strategy? Well, there's a couple things. <laughs> Drink is obviously one of them. <laughs> um, it's hard because uh, it is sometimes by the end of the night, I've, you know, you, you get asked, what do you, what's your favorite shot like a thousand times? And so, I mean, there's nights where I've probably drank a whole bottle of bullet bourbon just standing. <laughs> so that, that's, that's obviously one way, but you know, you have to do that because that's part of the way the bar makes money. So um, yeah, people buy you shots. Um, one mm-hmm. thing I do that's unique to some karaoke shows is I like to play music in between the singers as kind of a background noise. So yeah, I was going to ask you about this because you played us some of that music when I came to visit you guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, so, so I'm, so it's subtle, but that is one thing that I'm doing. You'll see me working on the other computer and it's like, okay, what's this person singing? What would be kind of interesting in the background or, or if it's like a popular artist, you might notice that I'll play another song by that artist right after that singer, kind of in the background, um, just to kind of as a segue. And uh, nice. so that's one thing I do that keeps me occupied back there. Um, you know, the occasional hand job is nice too with the customer account. <laughs> <laughs> I remember around this time last year, you were wearing onesies pretty much every time I came into Bobby Loves from like, I would say... <laughs> A week or two one before right, Thanksgiving. I'm wearing one right now. Like <laughs> I'm wearing one. That's my- great. No, because yeah. no, it's true. You should embrace the onesie. It's like it's like better than sweatpants in a way. Like it's just so comfortable. It, mm-hmm. it, it's it, it's like the snuggies, but like even better, even sexier, I think. Um oh. but I, I want to talk more <laughs> about your interlude music though, because it was really cool what you did. You were taking like you're taking just vocal lines from songs like popular songs, but then you would add in the rest of the background music yourself to make it basically your own song, but with their voices playing on top of it. Oh, you're how talking did you, about, how did you, yeah. You're talking about, yeah, the, your mixes. Um, okay. You're talking about, uh, that's from my old pot. I used to have a podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
decade ago or more. Um, and I did, I, cause I'm obsessed with eighties music. Uh, so I was, um, building like my own remixes to, to 80 songs. And yeah. so I would, uh, what I would do is edit, take the song and, uh, try to edit out like the higher and the lower ends, um, you know, the percussion and the bass, and then mix in, uh, 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 a new bass line and uh, basically a new drum kit over the music yeah. to make it like a clubbier song. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I have like six times, probably 60 or 70 songs out floating around there somewhere. That's awesome. What's the name of the podcast? It was called Media Nation. And it's still out. It is on Podomatic. It's still there. I, you, okay. you can't see all my stuff because I haven't paid the fee in like, <laughs> so you can only see like the most. Yeah, we, we, we still get hit with our uh, annual SoundCloud fee. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the yeah, lesser we still uh, kind of don't know. podcasting. Right, and, we, and we still kind of don't know how, how well we're managing that all. But, you know, administrative work is very tough these days. As you so know. why the 80s? Yeah. Why, what the, uh, what, what is it about the eighties that kind of was your driving force, you know, why not another decade? You know, when I was little, uh, when I was young, I, you know, I, the, between 1980 and 1990, you know, really did have, uh, it was a tough existence. You know, me and my mm-hmm. sister grew up in a very abusive family. And so when I look back and when I try to, you know, apply therapy to it um Mm -hmm. that was probably the main escape you know we didn't always have cable tv we didn't always have we didn't have money to go to the movies you know i i would go out with my radio and just listen to the radio and music so i think you know i'm programmed for the 80s 80s music because that was very feel good for me Mm -hmm. during during those years so um sorry to hear that i that sounds that sounds awful um and dealing with that and coping with that in whichever way you can find which brings you joy and carries you through it um creates it it creates such a treasure for you to carry forward with you and that's uh, it's so neat that 80s carries that for you too because it's been interesting to reflect on the 80s you know now 40 years later in terms of how many consequences we're dealing with today are resemblant of the kind of trauma and ups and downs of the eighties when it actually happened. And that affects so many people today. Um, Eighties music for me has always been complicated. And I don't know if you both feel the same way, but sometimes that complication in a way for me, like the more I unwrap it and unravel it, and that will be taking place throughout the course of the rest of my life, I suppose. Um, as someone that was born in the 80s, um, the more that I unwrap that, it's going to be more and more resemblant of a love letter. You know what I mean? Like a love letter. Because I was born in 87, so I don't remember, like, you know, what 1989 was like, even though Taylor Swift made an, like, you know, a huge hit album out of that song name. Um, but so much happened in those later years. And so many songs, you know, in particular. And those songs then carried those artists into the early nineties. And I kind of grew up with that. So 
like for example, Whitney Houston being one of the example, I grew up with her in Rewind almost. Like I started with her like 1997 albums and then, you know, kind of hit the Rewind button until I got to the 80s, um, you know, and what she first started off with. But um, Matt, I, I'm going to popcorn it over to you if, if you feel the same way as someone that was born kind of in that same era as Timmy and I with 80s so music. I was actually born in the 90s. I'm a young buck. I was born in 91. So for me, I did that, but with Radiohead. Because I got into Radiohead in college, at, which fits in with my man bun, my Pod Save America shirt and my Prius. But um, I actually have, an, I have a Radiohead right behind my shoulder uh, album, you can see. But uh, yeah, because I got into them in like the, you know, 2010s and then went backwards. And their first album came out in 93. So that's how, you know, I love the 80s, but, you know, I grew up in the 90s. So I guess that mm -hmm. grungier rock stuff was more for me because i like listen to that growing up but and then country music but that's yeah <laughs> that's not for me well oh, no. I, I have a question oh go ahead timmy you go ahead no i was just saying oh no not country music <laughs> i i do i am from texas but i both of you do don't it. like country eh i know no that's not what i'm saying i was oh i love country oh i don't I'm, i mean I, i'm from i'm from texas i love country i love country I love, love country, country music. It gets my boots stepping. I think there's, but I love everything mostly. I think there's some I I love and some that I don't like. I wouldn't say I, I there's any country music I hate, but but um, it's it's having listened to so many millions of songs, I can hear the patterns in music, and country music is is honestly just and maybe this is very technical, but is very lazy to me it's the yeah. same three chords over and over and over again every single song <laughs> and uh and True. um it, it it i know that's a little bit of a cliche i think there's even a song about that <laughs> yeah but you just know i like that you went to lyrics that in country music yes it's there's a couple artists it's like queen dolly you're on a point you're you're on a point to me with the meta of that as you meant technically speaking because i i thought about it for a second because oh we said meta country, on here this is a podcast <laughs> well all three of us are the very academic. <laughs> <laughs> we have all experienced each other's academic side so i uh, feel okay saying that it's a safe space but um i feel like the um what i was getting at is, is to me i love how you said that it's the same kind of chords and the same kind of rinse and repeat because my country music evolved from like the early um early 2000s with like pat green and then flowed through the modern area where you have some really like unknown artists that like go out there and it's very homoerotic like the songs that they sing especially the male ones and even the female ones and as a queer person and a queer person of color who grew up in dallas um who kind of saw this small little minority medley together of uh artists that are singing country songs and bringing it into that kind of phrase and political statement, I've really leaned into it. But to me, to your point, I just thought for a second and I thought to like a music video in the same like three minutes, you know, that kind of take place. It's always like that three minutes and 16 seconds. It truly is that. As technically as you want to get, you're absolutely right. These it country is, songs are- to, to in, in, in the defense of the genre, there is also some of the, some of the best party music you know, best uh, hookiest music 
um, hookiest melodies and, and uh, you know, you, you, it, it has its moments just like um, any other genre of music. Um, I, I do prefer the bubble gummier country music. Um, uh, you know, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say country music went kind of in a re, uh, through a renaissance in uh, the 90s when you had, you know, Shania Twain um, and the Dixie Chicks, and they had like a string of, of songs that had very catchy melodies and, and hooks to them. And it kind of, um, it uh, kind of revolutionized um, country music at that point, because it was towards the end of the 80s and 90s getting very tired. And, I agree. Uh, the 90s were a great time for country music, yes. but specifically the early 90s. Like, I don't know what it was in those, like, five years but yeah damn garth brooks you know garth brooks and george Strait and shania twain and yes exactly brooks and dunn yeah. neon moon i could listen to neon moon any day of the week i don't care boot scoot and boogie i actually had a friend <laughs> in michigan that we would do that every every friggin friday we'd do that song and i hated it but it it was one of those songs it's like an earworm it gets in your head and you can't stop so you know it'd get it's the one dance i still remember how to do all right so the next time i met bobby loves i'm definitely singing uh boot scoot and boogie just for you timmy (laughs) (laughs) but i'll do it in my i have this really obnoxious i have this really uh spot on country accent because i grew up in texas so i'll be sure to bring that bullshit i'll be sure to bring that bullshit with me but i want skin tight jeans you know some some nice cowboy boots a white tank top and that man bun. All right, I've got it all. <laughs> Matt, do you <laughs> ever wear cowboy walk? boots? I, I have cowboy. I went to Texas A and M. I've got cowboy. But boots. I feel like I've never seen. I never wear them, boots. but I have them. Huh? See, I wear cowboy boots probably. Mother. Anyway, carry on. Sorry, oh, to me. Keys, I can, I'm just gonna actually walk around Chicago like that all day long. Hot. <laughs> and, then, and then when you're done with your chonies, you know what to do with them. i love it sorry now we're getting i love it um but truly if you're gonna bring the cowboy boots uh, there's a trick to traveling with cowboy boots you you put your chonies and your socks in the cowboy boots so you're using the room the space that they're gonna take up in your bag you got to make sure you Mm -hmm. you stuff them full of your underwear and your socks Believe it or not, I have traveled all over the world with cowboy boots. Literally everywhere, wearing them what? on planes. No way! Days. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. You have not. Oh yeah. And you have. No, where are you wearing seriously. these cowboy boots? You have to use that. When story. I was a soft, when I was a sophomore at Notre Dame, I was. That was like ten years ago. Two thousand seven. No, I remember. I went with my dad over one Thanksgiving break back. That in was Texas. more than ten years ago. Yeah, literally. And then I started wearing them around, and I wore them literally throughout the rest of college through the snow. I beat them up badly. And then, you know, I would just wear them uh, sometimes on trips. Like I had a business trip in Manila, uh, the Philippines. I wore them there. I definitely wore them to India once or twice. They, they were just, they worked. I mean, they really worked. Um, Weren't they hot in some like, of those locations? I mean, I would wear them like on the journey. Oh. Like on the plane, right? Because, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, they're just, I felt they were just very sturdy. Um, those boots were made for walking. <laughs> yeah i mean like I, I was just like this is really effective um but then i'm blown uh, away right now yeah but you know what actually made me stop wearing them like probably eight years later the boot like the top would be rubbing into my shin bone 
and there would be just a permanent patch on both shins where like the hairs had like yeah. rubbed away. <laughs> it was like two or three inches. And I was like, this looks so fucking awkward. And like, I would still try, I would try to buy like long socks. And my dad was like, no, your socks are too small. You need to get bigger socks. And I was like, basically tights are still not good enough, you know, because, you know, my, my legs, you know, my quads, they get quite a workout. Oh, that's just my boot stain. Don't worry about that. Dude, I like, I was invested. <laughs> I like had boot creams. Like I would fucking cream my boots. What? When I was, no. dude, Wait, when I would be with this conversation. <laughs> Anyway, we are not going anywhere. Cream the point is, is, is that country music is is just clearly, you know, that that thing. All right, all right. I, I'm I'm going on a tangent. I wanted, I do want to ask two. Of I you, need to see Rohan's you. boot cream. Uh, <laughs> I'm interested. Um, so you both of you are, you know, Matt obviously plays a gig, performing artist background. Timmy, same with you. This quarantine situation and this COVID situation. How are you coping with being away from that environment? It must be really hard. Well, I want to thank you for calling my acoustic bar gigs performing arts. <laughs> thank you. I think so. I think so. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm still in a couple bands. So like, I, it's funny because I listened to our last episode today and I said I was writing our album and that's still true. I'm st <laughs> still working on it. Uh, it's just been a tough year, you know, like, cause I did catch COVID. So I, I had to live with that for a little bit and that sucked. And I'm sorry. That's, I mean, it's fine. I, I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be fine. Um, but you know, I went through that and then like work's been tough and like we moved and stuff. So it's just been a, it's been a crazy year. So, uh, we do have a couple more songs written since I, we last recorded like back in May. So. That's exciting. And I've got somebody who's helping me out record it now, who's actually good with the recording software. So should go pretty quickly now. But uh, that's that I mean, that like, that's the only thing I can do to keep me going, because I, I don't foresee me being able to play gigs until, you know, next summer. So but it's also with the end being in sight, it's starting to help out as well. What about you, Timmy? Like, how's how are things going? Because I know, I mean, you you were doing karaoke all the freaking time. Like that had to be quite a transition to go from every single night to not every single night, but a lot of nights to nothing. Well, um, since March, I've done karaoke five times, I think. Um, three times after the bar reopened um, when Bobby Love said uh, he, he was... Uh, not nervous enough you know when his nerves calm down enough to say okay yeah we'll go ahead and do it tonight um and then um that stopped because they had the bar limitations come back pretty quickly so the capacity restrictions prevented us from using the stage um but then charlie's had it and we we risked a couple nights going out they managed it really well. Everything was spaced way out. I mean, you were 10 feet away from the, you know, other tables and sanitizer and whatnot, but yeah, it's not enough. You know, that wasn't enough. That's something that I was addicted to um, since the early nineties. It would, it's been an outlet for me for almost three decades. Oh my God. Yeah. And uh I'd say I'm kind of lucky because I've still had my job and I have to go to my job. I've had to 
it, and my job has been so crazy. It eats up so much of my time and, and, um, and, uh, you know, the, that, that's been a good thing. And I felt blessed because of that, but, um, on the other side, my outlet was every Friday and Saturday night going out and doing karaoke, yeah. and singing and, 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 uh, being a part of that. I'd say the way I've coped, um, actually, uh, you know, my husband and my sister went in on a Fender acoustic guitar. Um, for the past two decades, I've, whenever they've asked me what I want for my birthday, I have said, I want a guitar. <laughs> well, finally, this year, thanks to the COVID, they said they conspired and got together and they said, well, here's a guitar. Now what you going to do? That's awesome. Mm. I've spent the past six months teaching myself how to play this thing. So that has actually been um, a, a, a huge, hugely balancing presence in my life because it's like, oh, yeah, what about this song? Oh, yeah, what about this song? And, you know, I've heard so many millions of songs over the years, thanks to uh, doing karaoke. It's yeah. like there's an endless supply of songs I can try to to teach myself the chord progressions and, and whatnot. So, so what was the first song you taught yourself? What was the first one you're like, fuck yeah, I just played a whole song. Oh, you know what it was? It was need you now by lady antebellum. Really? That's, How that's cool. What a, what a good one. That's a really intense one. It's a, do you get to do it with anyone? It's fairly simple. I'm sure. And it's like in, in theme with your, uh, earlier assessment of country music also their lady b now i believe no they, like, they're not no they're not lady oh, they switched back lady no, a. there already was a lady b and they tried to sue her she was an r&b singer <laughs> and they tried to sue her to take her name Boy. no thank you lady antebellum you get to live with that name forever timmy i love that song why did you choose it um well sorry i was crunching on ice um you know, because, well, there, there is a little bit of a story behind it because I want to say I was traveling with some friends uh, several years back when that song came out and, you know, Jose uh, uh, wasn't traveling with me and that song came out and I was sitting one day having coffee uh, in the morning um, at this resort. I think it was in Puerto Vallarta and he sent this or Aruba. Yeah. And, um, he sent this, uh, link to their video and it was one of those country songs I was telling you about. There's a very catchy, uh, melody. Mm -hmm. It's the same three, four, three or four chords over and over and over again. But, um, it's one of those things where it was one of those songs. That we, the first time you heard it, it was immediately catchy. And, he sent it to me, obviously, because, you know, it's a quarter after one and I need you now, you know, and, and I'm not, there. I mean, I'm on you know, <laughs> the Caribbean. So yeah. because, you know, that was kind of one of our songs and he got yeah. the for me. And, and finally, after so many years of asking for it, I immediately like Googled, oh, guitar chords to this song. And, and, and I that's was, awesome. Of course, I couldn't do it on the first try. I had no idea, you know, how to do that shit with my fingers. So. I do not. <laughs> What's your Wait, least so, favorite chord? 
I don't think I've played it yet. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. There's, like, so many, there's like these chords where your fingers have to do these things that are like, you know, very, I, yeah. I was I, I got it I was actually this morning I was listening to uh every breath you take by the police yeah mm-hmm. and I'm like oh that's got to be an easy song and I looked it up and I'm like how the fuck do they do that with your fingers oh my god <laughs> I, I just I can't imagine uh, some of these I don't even guitars was... are all alcoholics it's because their fingers that wasn't hurt on so guitar much. hero was it that song was on guitar hero I don't believe I yeah like from sting no that's a tough one to do too. Wow. Resident Good guitar hero expert Rohan. I'm not. Oh man, I'm not. I've I've seen Indian aunties that have played better guitar hero. Had I have Indian aunties that have beat me a guitar hero. It's it's a it's a story. But anyway, like I'm not a good guitar hero person because I don't play guitar. But um at any rate. So I would love to know the YouTube videos you're watching of aunties playing <laughs> guitar hero. I've been down um, your YouTube rabbit holes. It's weird. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. My YouTube rabbit holes are very, my, my YouTube is does not make any sense. Like my life doesn't make sense though. In many ways. like I've never really fit in anywhere. And I kind of like to go to little like places and corners of the earth and like figure out what it's all about. And I sort of cultivate a relationship with it and I sort of bring it with me. And then I go back to wherever I am and I like start to like connect people. And it's like, it's cool. It's like, you know, being your own little hub, but like, because you, you fit really in fit with in us, anymore. man, you're our Rohan, dude. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, it's, um, it's been tough. I think for all of us, uh, cause really I bought this book, uh, earlier this year from my father for father's day. And my dad, just a little background on him. He's a surgeon based in Dallas, grew up in Delhi, really um, pretty poor background, but you know, he's been a success story in America and I'm very thankful for the life I've, I've, I've lived and how he raised me. Uh, and my dad has had a lot of artistic passions in the past, whether it was paying guitar, um, collecting records, um, actual artwork, drawing, painting, sculpturing. You know, he was the dad that was really invested in, into all of our artwork projects and Pinewood Derbies as we were younger. I'm an Eagle Scout and, you know, I attribute my success in getting there, not because he encouraged me uh, to do it, but rather because he was just kind of a silent partner with me to like, you know, um, give me ideas to, to like, you know, get, uh, you know, this Pinewood Derby to be the fastest, right? The point is, is that my dad has now leaned into his artistic backgrounds a lot since he's become an empty nester after raising three kids. And that includes um, artwork. And uh, I gave him this book earlier this year that says, you are an artist. And it's basically a simple book and with each page, each day gives you like a simple artwork assignment. Um, and he's, he's really enjoyed it. And I think that there is something to be said about finding your creative outlets and trying to do something with them. Um, and, and I've kind of played with that. And, you know, the podcast is an example of that. Um, and we also have to acknowledge the fact that we can also get easily fatigued on trying to keep our old hobbies and passions alive when at the end of the day, sometimes it just feels like this is a substitute time suck for not getting that social connection or that uh, spontaneity that comes from being at a bar or playing at a show or, um, you know, singing someone messy karaoke, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, that, that is on the other side of the world as Timmy was talking about earlier. Um, so really it's, a, it's a balance, right? It's a balance. I really can't, really, really can't wait though for it to, 
<laughs> reopen. Yeah. I think we got only a couple months though, right? We're we're kind of on the we're sort of on the home stretch ish, right? Yeah, once they put that needle in my arm, we're coming up to Chicago and I've got some skinny jeans to put on. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I want to go straight to Bobby Loves, man. I just, uh, I love that place. I love the people there. But uh, yeah, I just, uh, I can't wait to be able to just do that. Like, who, what, I hate having the, you know, like, who'd have thought 2020 would have been the year we felt guilty for just going to the local neighborhood bar, you know? Or just going to your friend's house. I mean, it's uh, this year was just crazy. It was just overwhelming. So I think 2021, everyone's going to be well-dressed every time they go out. And I think <laughs> they're going <laughs> to... We're going to be more efficient. <laughs> I think the shots are going to be a lot more potent. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, probably a bit more expensive too. We're going to have to pay for this past year. That's um, fine. <laughs> somehow, but, you know, I, I think it'll be worth it and 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 we've learned better how to get a little sloppier at home because it's cheaper <laughs> yeah so if nothing else it's gonna make it just makes us savor the times we have with other people more you know i think we were talking about this before rohan maybe recently um that you know we, i've and, and i'll use myself as an example i'll i've probably gone through more liquor in the past six months than i would have had i gone to the bar because it's so <laughs> much cheaper <laughs> yeah just buy fifths of your favorite shit and and mixer and you're done and so we were actually yes we were talking about this and uh like we were talking about bullet we were talking about our favorite shots and and bullet is probably our go-to as um at bobby's Mm -hmm. and how many shots you can get out of a fifth of bullet versus and how, how much that fifth costs at target versus that, you know, the shot at yeah. the bar costs $12. So, you For know, sure. You yeah. $30 night at home versus the bar are two different stories. Yeah. Same with like Malort. I mean, all sorts of things that, you know, oh, even the Malort. PBR you can keep specials. your Malort. I can't. Oh, we will. This. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny because no, when we did our but, socially distance picnic, but no, I, when um, we came to your house, we had some malort. Yeah, and I, I couldn't turn it down. It's just but when I'm we, in Chicago, then, I get a taste. I get a taste for it in Chicago. You know, I gotta have it. But then we also had uh, the Johnny Walker Blue, which was really generous of Timmy to give. That's like his birthday thing, Johnny Walker Blue, which is really, really a gift. It I've just had it stupid twice good. now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I actually just got a bottle today. Oh wow! That's so good. So I I will and I so I think I have, I think I have like three bottles left. So I think that'll survive until you make it up here again, and we'll 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 uh, we'll knock a bottle out one night if you want. That'd be awesome. And then yeah. we'll go to uh, and then we'll go to Bobby Loves, and I'll buy you guys just we'll just get expensive shots all night because <laughs> why not? I was thinking about you both earlier. Because I was, I was getting the nineteen crimes wine that I was picking up from um, from um, Mariano's, and uh, that was the that nineteen crimes uh, that we enjoyed the Snoop at Dogg your version. place, Jimmy. Yeah, and it benefits Black Lives Matter, which is awesome. And um, yeah. yeah, I picked up four of them, so I was thinking about both of you. Um, 
Well, I think that uh, we can wrap this up because uh, it is a school night. And at the end of the day, I think that all three of us are, are very thankful for what we've been able to to kind of rely on to get through these last couple months, but also had this outlet um, to kind of share and, and keep each other checked in, but also talk about music and the importance that it plays in our lives. Uh, and Timmy, I'd like to say thank you and welcome. It's so nice to have you here. It's this kind of yeah. like nice little injection of, 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 of really cool energy into banter. I love it. Thank you. Rough. And that obviously, you know, it's so good to see with the man bun. Um, um, you know, thank God I brought something to the fucking table for once. <laughs> just, just the only On thing a, I say is the next time, next time we do need to have an X rating for this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I feel no, like I, 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 I feel like I was the only cusser tonight. How'd you get one bit. glass of red wine in me and just total bitch the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> well, next, just Thursday have the exit music be the bitches back by Elton John. <laughs> well, well, next Thursday night will be Christmas Eve. If you guys wanted to do a recording, same place, same time. I mean, we could be sloppy that day because I mean, I know that Matt, you and I wouldn't turn down a night to be sloppy on Christmas Eve um and and have some x-rated uh content with some of our hot toddies mm. are you sure can i can i, I got nothing my, going on can i wear my pup hood yes yeah. <laughs> you can wear whatever you want a, <laughs> you're the only is... one you're the only one who said you had to wear clothes during this it's <laughs> oh, <laughs> i don't <okay>. care <laughs> Well then, then, uh, then I th one, of, one, one of you promised you were going to educate me on on music from 2020 because I'm lost. I'm lost. Oh shit! I didn't even get to any of that. No. And then I I know I stupidly admitted last time that I was going to start writing for our podcast, and that was a good joke. <laughs> I'm glad that lasted. <laughs> Matt, remember all the effort we used to put into these episodes when we used to literally spend like hours writing our script and like doing research and like. Like at the very beginning of this, like we put <laughs> a lot of like, like just horsepower into it. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm like looking back on it and like, how did we pull that? Time it made music so unfun. It just knowing every detail about everything. Yeah. I have enough and useless then... knowledge about music to get me through most <laughs> conversations. I look at it though at a different way. I'm like, now the best thing about learning about music is just being out in the field. And that's kind of like talking with people and being at bars and listening to other stuff. Um, so it's a gift. Uh, well, I really I do want to. I really need to know ahead. what the music was this year because I'm. I have no idea. I have no. Matt, idea. go just just satisfy okay. the. Well, no, no, no. I propose we do a Gaga. part two. To, let's do a part two to this episode, and we're just going to discuss yeah. the music of 2020. And I bet I'm going to convince you both. I. That's what the next topic is going to be. I mean, the only place I learn about music the only place I learn about music is doing karaoke and 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 learning what all the my customers' favorite songs are and 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 um, so you know okay so that's good so okay so I'll actually do research so then for next next episode uh, my job is to get Timmy prepared for 2021 karaoke there you go. Now you're on my wavelength. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we do. We need to have a follow up episode, Rohan, for sure. We were going we to do like I said, but, but now we know what we're going to talk about. Well, we'll figure that out. But um, I'm excited for that because I could definitely use some uh, guidance as well. 
Um, um, so what what is on the docket for the holidays for you guys? Just on a on a uh, you know more timely oh, note. This this just in the other room. <laughs> mm. Nothing. Nice. Um, uh, really, no plans. You know, just sticking around here and chilling. I've got a 2020 yeah. playlist to put together for for uh, our next step. So now I've got some purpose again. <laughs> Yay. Well, I'll hopefully be in Texas. I'm going to get my laser lights and smoke machine ready for that. Oh. Uh, maybe we can have a live stream banter recording. And there you go. Dialing over Zoom. We can get really technical with this. I'll do the research on that. I'm in charge of Anyway. Water. I'm in charge of Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Timmy, thanks all again right. and welcome. All of you guys, so much love. Be safe to our listeners. We can't wait. And uh, yeah, everyone, happy holidays.